The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Welcome to the Chronic Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Bing! Take that to the bank. L-B. Those are the only letters that matter because the Saints are hemorrhaging linebackers. Kevin's going to get his horse down. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbro. All right, welcome to the Chronic Podcast, sponsored by the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court in Baton Rouge. Andrew, they have 136 draft beers. You can watch the NCAA tournament there without a Louisiana team. Uh, oh, no, they have UL Lafayette. They made it. I take it back. So you can go and cheer on well, the You can place. watch LSU and the NIT. You can. Tomorrow night, San Francisco, baby, 8 o'clock live. Be there. Uh the Pelican House, 2572, City Place Court, Baton Rouge. They're awesome. Uh, they support us, so you should support them. All right. The Saints had all kinds of news. They were breaking all kinds of news today. Uh, but we'll start yesterday. They re-signed Zach Streif. Uh, me and Andrew yes. are arguing back and forth. It hit right smack dab in the middle. I said three. You said five. He got four. Um, so I'll start with you, Andrew. You were very pro of you know, they got to re-sign Streif. He's, he's key. He's almost more important than the center, De La Puente. Um, they re-signed him. But yet, Twitter was kind of pissed An off asshole. about it. And I, I don't under I don't understand this whole, they need to get better. They need to move on from Streif. I just, the angst over Streif and your thoughts on the signing. You know, I think it's... I think offensive lineman is the one position on the entire – well, obviously there's five positions on the line, but it's the one kind of position that you can play in the NFL where fans really have no grasp of how good you are. In other words, they, they, they have, there's no tangible stats to look at. I mean you can look at Pro Bowls or someone's contract and just assume, oh, yeah, that guy's awesome. He's been to so many Pro Bowls. But, but I think if you ask most Saints fans – why is Jari Evans so much more awesome than every guard out there? I don't think they could tell you specifically what he does that's so unique. So I, I think I think it's just one of those things where like the average football fan just doesn't recognize. And so I think Streif gets a raw deal, and I don't really know why that is. I, I, th- I guess it's maybe because um, he had one penalty in one game that, that someone remembers and it makes them angry or – or Drew Brees was got got killed one time. I mean, San Francisco he, he, game. He yeah, got yeah, the San, yeah. So the San Francisco game, that big hit where Drew Brees, um, you know, got um, got the Ahmad Brooks uh, forearm. That was Streif, and so maybe people associate Streif with that play and think he sucks because of it. 
Um, but I mean, I, I can just say that I, I pay attention to that stuff and watching all season long. Um, I thought Streif was the most consistent offensive lineman on, on the unit all year. Um, I thought he was better than every other player on the Saints offensive line in 2013, or sorry, 2012. And he had a down year in 2011 because of injuries. But in 2010, the year before that, uh, he had a borderline Pro Bowl season and was just dominant and outstanding. So two out of the last three years now, Streif has been a pillar at right tackle for the Saints. And um, he is an excellent, excellent, excellent pass blocker, uh, pretty solid as a run blocker. And he kind of came on late last year. So, yeah, like you said, I, I thought this was a must. And I thought the Saints actually got kind of a decent hometown discount uh, from him. I, I don't think they had to break the bank. I think he probably would have got more money from a team like the Dolphins if he had explored that, if he had made the that Dolphins visit. The Dolphins do everything. do dumb things and give a yep. lot of So I mean, he probably would have gotten that $5 million a year from a team like that, desperate for the help. But um, he, he's huge in the locker room. He's huge in the community. I mean, for all those reasons, it's, it's huge to have him back. Yeah. Um, Dave, if the Saints, if they've got Streif back, so they're, you know, they may sign Delapuente, his market, I'm, I'm really shocked that he, he seems to have the, the center market in the NFL has none at all. Alex Mack hasn't signed and that sort of thing. So let's say the Saints either bring Delapuente back at a, at their price or they bring, uh, Andrew's boy, Jonathan uh, Goodwin, in at center. How will you feel about the offensive line heading into the draft? Will you be like, okay, we're set at offensive line. They can maybe pick a guy in the middle rounds. But they're set, and I don't want them picking a guy in the first two rounds. Will you feel like they're set at offensive line, and you feel like, no, no, they still need maybe go out and get a guy early first, second round? <sighs> You don't read anything I write, do you, Ralph? No, I don't. Not today. <laughs> I, I, whether they sign BD, BDLP uh, or not, which I, I, I think they probably probably will wind up happening. Um, but uh, regardless of whether they sign him or not, I don't think that drafting – I mean, obviously – well, let, let me put it this way. If they don't sign De La Puente, then they've obviously got an immediate need – at center, and I I don't think that drafting a guy, even in the first round, is uh, is the best idea um, to fill an immediate need on the offensive line. I just I don't think that you're going to get a rookie guy that's going to be able to come in and start at, right out of the gate. Um, or if you do th- throw him in that situation, I don't think that he's going to do very well. So. Um, you know, when it comes to the offensive line, I think you want somebody with at least a little bit of experience, which means if you're not going to bring back Brian De La Puente, you're, you're the guy that you've had for what, two years now, um, then you got to get somebody with at least a little bit of experience and, and give a draft pick some time to, uh, you know, to learn the ropes and to learn everything. So, but I, I think they'll probably, I mean, I think you're right. I think it's either going to be De La Puente or they'll bring in Goodwin, um, but uh, you know it, it'll be a veteran guy. Well, I do read what you write, Dave. Most of the time. <laughs> most of the time. All right, Kevin. I don't care whether you do or not. I know. I can't read. That's why. And I and Andrew will tell you I can't. He spell. sure as hell can't, can't spell. spell. <laughs> yep. Spell. Some, somehow Chris Naoli has a J in it. I know. <laughs> uh, Kevin, the Saints. It looks like it's the end of Jebediah Collins. 
is the same sign. Did you just throw a B in there? I did. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I did. Well, that's a trifecta. That is a trifecta. That, that was sort of intentional, the last one. But they, uh-huh. they're letting Collins leave. Good save. Yeah. They, uh, they signed this guy from Tampa that I've never heard of, uh, Eric Lurig. I don't know. Is that how you say that? Um, are, how sad are you that uh, – Apparently Dave's son is very sad. <laughs> How how sad are you that there's no more there's no more uh, Collins and there's no more uh, Wang? Yeah, there's you know getting excited over over uh, over four yard gains. And yeah, there's no there's no more Jed you know Jed Collins. no more Jed Collins bitches no more of that. That's sad. <laughs> it is. I mean, it's it's it is. I mean, Eric, what's his name? Eric Lorig. Yeah. Yeah, did you Eric, guys see what? Did you guys see Wang's uh, tweet today? It said uh, Eric Lorig bitches. Yeah, that doesn't really roll off the tongue. Exactly. Oh shit! It, then he stole, took the words right out of my mouth. Then, because I did not see that tweet. Um, Lorig of the Rings. <laughs> That's oh, good. that that could work. That could work. Damn it, I Wang! Didn't, I didn't set up. But... So, Kevin, how excited are you about? Joe Morgan coming back. I didn't. I didn't think that was going to happen. He's he's he signed with the Saints. He's not going to be prosecuted for getting shit faced and falling asleep in his car. It's a very good day for Joe Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> that should just that right there is a headline. That's a headline. Joe Morgan resigns, not going to jail. Subhead. Very good day for Joe Morgan. It was a very good day. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm happy. I mean, look, I, I'll be I'll be happier if uh, if Drew Brees throw, you know, if I see Drew throw a fucking bomb and he comes down with it. <laughs> I mean, let's let's see. I mean, he's has he has he been in jail during no. any of this time, no. or he's just sort of been like not allowed no. around the team. No, well, he's been on IR. Yeah. But he just had his first DUI. No big deal. And it wasn't technically it wasn't a DUI because he was a drunk in his car it wasn't like he was actually moving right uh was he at a stop sign or a stoplight like the like the freaking cardinals up here no, he no was i think a... i think he pulled over on the interstate yeah he was sleeping oh, yeah. in his car pulled right. over on the interstate okay okay so he's he's semi responsible yeah and judging from his bac i think he was about 17 beers deep <laughs> he was his blood, his blood alcohol level was jack daniels <laughs> Dave, over under on Joe Morgan receptions in 2014 in, in Vegas <laughs> is 19 and a half. Is that true? Really? No, it's not. I mean, oh. no. <laughs> but you said it convincingly, and that's and that's important. Uh, I'll take the over. <laughs> it's really, it's all, it's really all dependent on, on, on his knee and the situation with his knee and whether it's whether he's going to be ready to go or not. You know, I mean, I think if he's healthy, I think he's uh, he definitely makes the the final roster, and he's definitely up there on the depth chart. But Andrew, that's a big if. Andrew, if if he is healthy, obviously he he has a good shot to make the team. With Sproles gone, um, does he does he does Joe Morgan sort of need to not just catch the random? touchdown bomb but does he need to contribute on special teams and show something in the punt return game which he's done 
Is that something you think he'll need to do in training camp to make to sort of make the team? Well, that's a great point. Yeah, I mean, I, I think anytime you show the ability to perform on special teams, you create more value for yourself, especially when you're a backup. You know, if you're not a top two receiver or you know a top player or starter at another position, um, the best way to make a 53-man roster is to create worth for yourself by showing that you can play special teams. So. Um, that would certainly help if he can come out and kind of be the primary return man. But, you know, Morgan has kind of shown to me, I'm going to disagree slightly with Dave, and I, I'm going to take the under on 19 receptions. And I, I just think what he's shown so far in his career is that he's kind of a one-trick pony. Um, he, You know, he's inconsistent catching the ball, doesn't run great routes, um, but he is fast as lightning. And, um, you know, when when that's your one strength and you have a devastating knee injury like that, Coming back from an ACL, I, yeah, his second one. I just have a hard time seeing him come back with the blazing speed he used to have. And when you lose that and you don't really have much else, um, unless you're just a, a tireless worker and you can continue to improve like a Devery Henderson, who was able to stay in the league for a long time because he was able to kind of develop other areas of his game. I mean, unless he can pull something like that off, um, I, I don't see him making the team. I, I mean, I think he'll be in camp. I think he'll compete, but... Um, you know, if he's not the same guy, if he doesn't have the same speed, then I think it's it's going to be an uphill battle for him. Um, Kevin, I'll ask you this one because you are on top of the free agent market. You're like the Adam Schefter of St. Louis. If Adam oh, Schefter, yeah. if yeah. Adam Schefter didn't watch games and could jump off the top rope and injure himself, uh, the Saints thought about signing Sidney Rice this week. Uh, how do you feel about that? I'm I was kind of excited just because I remember 2009 Sidney Rice when he had Brett Favre, and he was yeah. and he was really good. And he's only 27. Like, if the Saints sign him to like a really really cheap deal, how, I would say I'd be I'd be pretty pumped about that. I have to admit. I mean, I pretty sure I did. Pretty sure I read somewhere, so it had to be Twitter. Uh, I don't know if. See, I want to try and give Dave credit here because I want to show Dave that I do sometimes read his site, unlike you. I read (laughs) And, I mean, now I can't remember anything. Maybe that's due to the wrestling. I don't know. But (laughs) didn't somebody – wasn't somebody writing that, you know, that that they could be looking for a a deal for the uh, veteran league minimum? And and if that's the case, why not take a flyer on him? I mean, you know, it's Marcus Colston and Stills, maybe Joe Morgan, and then what? So why not why not throw uh, Sidney Rice Nick, out there? Nick Toon, baby. Oh, Nick Jesus, Toon. Nick. T- Nick, the over/under on Nick Toon catching passes in 2014 for the Saints in Vegas is a half. <laughs> I mean, under. Uh, now I'm taking the under. He's not. He's not going to be on the. Pound roster. the under. Pound it. Pound it. Um, no, David. He he did have like a fan shot up really really fast about Sidney Rice, I believe. I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, before we get to the greatest thing maybe we have ever come up with. As far as a segment idea for this show, which isn't saying much, it's it's saying a lot, man. We've come up with some really, really 
cool, bad, awful segments. And this one might be our best or our worst, depending on it. But Dave, you weren't here last week because you had to manage your book empire and you had to run Canal Street Chronicles with the Saints signing Jarris Bird. Uh, so your thoughts on it? Um, I'm sure it's the same as everybody else's. I'm surprised, pleasantly. Uh, I like it. He was the best safety available. Um, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully he's worth it. And uh, this this doesn't uh, financially screw the Saints uh, in, a, in a couple of years. Um, but uh, I mean, they are not... fucked in a couple of years. Let's be let's yeah. be honest. But I mean, you know, what's not to like? The guy is arguably the best free safety in the game. He he covers a lot of field, and I, I think he's a great complement to Kenny Vaccaro. And I think if the two of them can stay healthy, I think the Saints uh, have a, a serious a serious lockdown in the defensive backfield, um, which is going to be good. It, it could help potentially uh, mask some deficiencies at the cornerback position. <laughs> um, so, you know, I mean, obviously safety is a big thing for Rob Ryan. Uh, he's a big safety guy. He likes to use a lot of three safeties, sometimes four safeties. Um, hell, he'll put five out there if he's got them. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, I, I also like it because it obviously shows that they have a, a clear, the, the Saints and Rob Ryan, the, the front office, they obviously have a clear vision of, of where they want to go with the defense. And, um, uh, you, you know, from the signing, you really get the feeling like it was, it was bird. And, uh, he, he was the number one guy and they really wanted them. Obviously what they paid him, they paid him exactly what he was asking for. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely got me a little excited for, for next season and, and to see what this defense uh, can do. Uh, one last question before we get, Andrew, what's left at corner in free agency? Not a whole heck of a lot. Um, you know, you'd have to take a flyer. There's a lot of aging veterans. I mean, Nate Clements just got released, I think, by the 49ers. So you got some guys like that, um, some older guys that, uh, you know, kind of are over the hill. Um, not that different, I guess, from a guy like Nandi Asamoah last year. So I think at this point the Saints kind of have to decide, are they going to maybe – take an aging veteran that's over the hill or are they going to maybe invest in a younger guy that hasn't proven much or just go the way of the draft? I mean, I think as it stands right now, the first pick has to be corner. Um, it has to be. Um, now that, that depends obviously on how free agency plays out, but um, I would like to see the saints maybe, um, maybe sign Goody, um, you know, or if we can get Del Puente back, that's great. Um, and then maybe get one aging receiver for, for competition, maybe get an outside linebacker. Um, and then if they can't get that corner, that starting corner, um, then you have to look very seriously at the 27th pick for that. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see. It's, it's Kevin. The thing that worries me at corner is, I don't trust – I like Corey White a lot, but I don't trust him at all starting. And, no. And Patrick Robinson, Kevin, if he, he has Jason David potential as being disliked, I yeah. feel. So 
on the drinking on the hell drinking scale, how worried are you at corner? Uh scale of one to what? Like one being you're drinking like a light beer. Oh ten, uh, uh, four pints. Ten four pints. Ten you're drinking. Seven being Joe Morgan in his car. Yeah. <laughs> four. <laughs> four. Right. Not so worried. Dude, that's four, man. I mean, Joe Morgan in his car was bombed out of his mind. <laughs> You're a lightweight. All right. So, that I am. Saves me money. So we have a ton of Twitter questions. We'll get to them later. Um, we were trying to kick around an idea because everybody for March Madness does funny ideas and this and that. So I forgot who it was, but one of us came up with, let's do. It wasn't me. I'm pretty sure it was Juge. Juge. <laughs> The wor- he I think Andrew said let's do the 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 worst Saints player ever and I said let's expand it and do most hated Saints player ever and we I originally proposed a 16 team field but I got outvoted three to one saying no no we gotta go full 64 and when we did it today Andrew it's fair to say that the selection process today over email it's got pretty heated. It was laborious and, uh, yes. It is heated. heated. And we realized, like, we ran out of slots. The Saints are such a bad history as an organization. We ran out of slots. People like Charles Grant didn't make this bracket. Um, You know, Jared Tomich, if if you're old school Saints, uh, Ditka, he's terrible. Troy Davis didn't make this bracket. I mean, they had a lot of shitty, shitty. Danny Werfel didn't make it. Danny Werfel didn't make this bracket. We had to, we had to sort of finagle the rules and combine players and put them together. Uh, Kevin Casefarn didn't make it. Kevin Casefarn. Oh, that's a guy we forgot, Andrew. Ugh. He 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 should have been on this bracket. He really should have. I mean, we we nearly forgot to put Spagnola in this bracket if not for if not for somebody on Twitter saving us. But we combined like we I wanted to combine Billy Joe Tolliver and Billy Joe Holbert to Billy Joe Tolibert. Um, but we we broke them apart. I mean, it this it was it was hard. The, the the bubble was strong for our tournament. Would you would you agree, uh, Kevin? I mean, this the Saints have a rich rich history of suckage. Yes, yes, they do. I, I and you could even argue that some of these, you know, some of the uh, the names here are going to, uh, you know, maybe draw a, uh, a a pause from people that yeah. you know we're gonna we're gonna get a couple of sideways looks on some of these names yeah we are but we're gonna start out we're gonna do one one bracket a week we're straight because we're gonna go past the NSA tournament because this podcast well it's we love that you people listen and we love that you download and you support our sponsors and you, you donate to us always donate a dollar whatever you can well we love that the podcast is mostly for us and this bracket has us really really excited and Andrew came up with the four bracket names, and we're going to start with Andrew. It's the bracket of death, and uh, it's loaded. And our number one seed in the bracket of death is Heath Schuler, and he's taking on Charles Brown. Now, uh, Kevin, for people that are young and don't quite remember the Dicka days, can you can you? kind of encapsulate Heath Schuler's suckness 
and hatred that people had for him in less than like five minutes. Uh, <laughs> how's that? He, uh, Who's now a, a U.S. representative? No, he's not. Yeah, no, he's former. He didn't get voted out. No, he didn't get voted out. He he uh, he ejected um, heading into 2012 because he was in North Carolina and he realized that he was in like a blue, like a really conservative. Dignity. And apparently, his children's name are Navy and Island. No. Oh my god. No. <laughs> According to Wikipedia, <laughs> I, should have know about, I, should, I was about to go to Wikipedia. It should I don't have been. Even know inter- if those are boys' names it, or girls. <laughs> it should have been interception and fumble, is what it. Is. <laughs> I'll never forget the. His the father first was game. a mail carrier. How the hell did his dad get to deliver the mail? Ugh. I'll never forget his first game as a Saint after that huge contract that Ditka gave him. Uh, I think the Saints were playing the Rams. I can't remember who the yeah. team was. Yeah. But they were getting blown the fuck out. I mean, just absolutely uh, annihilated. I think Schuler had two or three picks in the game. And at this point, you know, you're thinking as a Saints fan, okay, well, it's his first game. They're getting used to it. Like, we're not going to condemn him just yet. But, boy, Ditka, your, your investment's not looking too good after one game. Yeah. He gets pulled. He gets pulled in, like, the third quarter. And I think it was Danny Werfel that comes in. Um, and he plays okay, not great. But um, I remember it was Werfel or whoever the quarterback was kind of shared a laugh with Ditka on the sideline at some point late in the fourth quarter. And the, the camera was on Heath Schuler standing next to him. And he's kind of just has this uneasy laugh. And it just said it all. It was like, yeah, the job's still mine, coach, right? You could just <laughs> read that on his head. Um, I, I, and, and I mean, if you look at his stats, I think he had like two touchdowns and like 15 picks that year. He the 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 thing that I remember most about Schuler is, you know, they saw they they got Ditka. And 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 I remember them being like, oh, they're going to trade for Schuler And Washington wants a first round pick and the Saints negotiated it down to like a three or a four. And I, I just remember thinking, yes, a Oh, fifth. Holy shit. A fifth round in 97 and a third round in 98. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's the equivalent. That's the equivalent of somebody trading for Blaine Gabbert and being like, he's going to be our quarterback. Yep. It, it, and the thing that I remember most about Heath Schuler is, you know, I was young and dumb then. So I was pumped that they got Dick. I was like, Ditka, 85 Bears, it's going to be great. And me and my buddy, Trent, we go out to the open practice mini camp, and they're doing seven on seven. And Heath Schuler's just sucking ass at seven on seven, just balls overhead into the ground. He's running on, he's scrambling on seven on seven drills. And my friend turns to me and goes, I'm not a fucking coach or I don't scout, but is seven on seven supposed to be that hard? And I went, no, that's not a good sign. And then Danny <laughs> Werfel went and did seven on seven and was like throwing it. Cause if you play seven on seven, like the ball, if you're, if you're a half decent quarterback, like it doesn't touch the ground pretty much. And I just remember like, this is bad, but he's facing Charles Brown. So Dave, I don't, you know, I don't even know anything about he. This was no, before but, my time. But Charles Brown, how? Charles Brown, you, I mean, he he was bad for. I mean, how long was Heath Schuler with the Saints? Two years. One year. He yeah, was he there one year. He hurt his. He was there too, but he he didn't play the second year because he hurt his foot. 
But well, but but I, Dave, I think Heath I think Heath Schuler was a more important part of the team, and so I think his suckage probably affected the team in a much greater way than Charles Brown oh, did. So. Heath Schuler is the worst free agent signing in team history. I mean, there's there's a reason he's number one on the list. So I mean, Andre Royal did get arrested his first day after signing the contract, though. It's true. <laughs> Schuler definitely beats out Brown. But but Dave, if Charles Brown, if we had a if we had an award this year for most hated Saint of 2013, I think Charles Brown might win that award. He was pretty fucking hated this year. Uh, yeah. If if he doesn't win, hardly. He's certainly up there. Yeah. Hartley, uh, yeah. I don't know. We just they just got rid of Hartley and and moved on. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I guess so. Charles <laughs> Brown. I mean, I need to look at the roster and see if anything else sticks out to me. But off the top of my head, uh, he's probably probably was the biggest disappointment of the year. So yeah. so it's unanimous. Heath Schuler just dump trucks Charles Brown yes. in, in the one. Yes. Game. Yeah. Okay, so our our eight versus nine matchup in the bracket of death is Chris Nioli, who I spelled with a J today when I was, <laughs> when I was emailing. And I'm pretty sure it's Naoli. Is it Naoli? Naoli. 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 Like Naoli. Uh, versus Greg Williams. Now, uh, Kevin, I don't know if Ni- Nioli is so much hating it's it's live updating as we speak yeah i know i know this is great (laughs) so (laughs) so and you can you can go to it it's it's, the 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 website address is challenge c-h-a-l-l-o-n-g-e dot com slash worst saint ever you can go there follow along it's fun um kevin nioli the saints drafted him 10th and he ended up being aggressively mediocre at guard. That's a great that's a great saying. He was aggressively mediocre. <laughs> so, so he was really he was really excited to be average. Yeah. And so you have him, but you have Greg Williams who just basically dropped and helped drop a neutron bomb on the Saints in 2012. So this one's a pretty hard one to call. Um I don't I don't think so. No, Dave, Kevin, go ahead. You don't think so. Dave, go ahead. Oh, I mean, Greg, Greg, Greg first of all, this is proof that these seedings are off. Cause I mean, Greg Williams should not be ranked 33, uh, behind Naoli at 32. Now I don't even know what the hell, how bad Naoli was, but I mean, Greg Williams basically brought with him, you know, an entire <laughs> scandal that completely rocked the organization for, two years or a year and a half. So, you know, I mean, this is, this is like comparing apples and oranges. If, if apples were terrible, um, <laughs> apples and, and maggots, right. I mean, Greg Williams wins this thing by a landslide. Andrew. I, I think this one's tough. Actually. I'm on the fence with Greg Williams because if I, I, first of all, I would totally sacrifice Bounty Gate for a Super Bowl, you know, I would, I would totally, if you were to tell me up front, all right, you get Greg Williams, you get the Super Bowl, but you have to give up bounty gate. I would, I would make that deal. I would, I would too. So, you know what? That, that's a good point. Greg Williams did bring a little good with him as opposed did. to Naoli, who probably from the sound of it, there was nothing good about him. 
Yeah. No. I, I think I think I still now Naoli was god awful and and just another example of a horrific move by Mike Ditka as a first round pick. He's but Ditka had so many moves worse. Yeah. Um. Naoli's like he yeah he was he was not good but. I just if, – if you think of Ditka's moves, there's just like at least five I can think of that were even worse than Aoli. So from that standpoint – I mean, honestly, the, the kicker for me with Greg Williams is not anything he said in the locker room. It's not Bounty Gate. It's not losing the draft picks. It's more that he kind of was in cahoots behind closed doors with Goodell and basically disclosed some things off the record and was basically protected by the shield. Uh, in, in exchange for his for giving up everything, and I knew he threw Vilma under the bus, and I knew basically he turned on all the Saints. So it's more for that. It's more that yeah. he got caught, and then instead of just going down gracefully and, and owning up to it, um, he took everybody down with him. Um, and so that that's kind of where I lose respect for him. So I think my picks are Williams as well. I'm going Williams, Dave. You went. You're going Williams, Kevin. So when there's about 94 seconds left in a football game and you're up, <laughs> not by a touchdown, but by a, but by a small number, and their offense has one fucking player that has been murdering you all game long, you put double fucking coverage on him. Jesus H. Christ, Greg. Kevin, let me ask you. In that 49er game, would I think it would have been easier for Saints fans to take if it would have been – I don't even know any other 49er receiver. If Were you been, did, to stop having sex with each other? Holy yeah, no, shit. No, it's, it's our – it's our it's our Bengal cat. All she does is whine and look like a little miniature tiger. Uh, is that is that her vote for Chris Naoli? Yeah, it is. It's her vote. She's 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 hardcore for Chris Naoli. No, but Kevin, if if it hadn't have been Vernon Davis that had caught that touchdown, if it had been Michael Crabtree or whoever wide open, would it have been easier to take? Jesus Christ, that cat! I'm gonna I want to punch her. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> the scary thing is she does it all night long. It's like <laughs> so, Kevin. Uh, anyway, it's Greg Williams. Yeah. Um, so now we have. I guess this is. It's this would be a. This would be a four. A four thirteen matchup. Rob Kelly, another Ditka draft pick. We have a lot of Ditka draft picks in the in the bracket of death, Andrew. We versus. Jeremy Shockey. Uh, Kevin, I'm gonna start with you because Shockey was your boy. Rob Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I will say nothing more on the matter. I say good day. <laughs> oh, um, Dave, I said good day, sir. Dave, your thoughts on it? Uh, Jeremy Shockey or Rob Kelly? I mean, once again, I don't know who Rob Kelly is, but um, he was. You need the, to start. Wait. You need to start bullshitting your way through these, Dave. <laughs> you know, I know, Dave. We got a lot. We got a lot of. We got a lot. And of, then I'm just gonna get caught in lying, and then people are gonna think I'm an idiot. So, yeah. no, I mean, uh, I, I have no problems with Jeremy Shockey. I, I mean, I think he came in here and uh, and he did his job. 
Uh, I kind of liked his, you know, his brashness, if you will. So, uh, Rob Kelly. You like the cut of his jib, eh? I do like the cut. Well, I mean, you know, I don't know if I would want to hang out with a guy like Shockey personally, but, uh, you know, as a blogger and as a fan, it's it's a he's a breath of fresh air, and he's he always uh, it's always good to provide a little entertainment. So, Wait a minute, uh, you did get to hang out with him in person. I remember seeing a picture of you in a. Uh... Oh yeah, well that was like a meet and greet. I mean, no, I didn't hang out with him and like go go cruise for babes and uh, <laughs> you know and do tequila shots with him. Uh, but I mean, I did meet him, and he was obviously. I mean, I, I'm not going to make my decision based on that. So uh, you know, I mean, I guess I'm going to go with Rob Kelly. I don't even really know why Jeremy Shockey is. What, what did Jeremy Shockey do that was so bad? Nothing. The man had that passed so out every off season. The. <laughs> Yeah, well, that doesn't even affect his football. The man scored the game-winning touchdown in the Super Bowl. I'm going with Kelly. Um, Andrew, I'm trying to think of a way to describe Rob Kelly for people that are, like, under 25 and can't remember him. Um, he he kind of looked like Steve Gleason with, like, 1% the skill. Yeah. and But he was blind. And people that argue on Twitter that, like, Roman Harper is the worst Saints starter to play for an extended period of time, they didn't see Rob Kelly. Rob Kelly... Think of the worst safety in the Sean Payton era. Rob Kelly makes them look like all pro. He was yep. slow. He was small. He couldn't tackle. Couldn't tackle. Had no instincts for the ball. Um, And, and the Saints picked him in the second round. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just... Like, he had... And Kevin said it. Kevin was just like Rob. Kevin, he was really – he was one of the people that – I mean the Saints sucked during the Dick era. So Saints fans generally hated everything about those teams. But Rob Kelly, I feel like we really hated him. Yeah. I am so – yeah. I'm uh, – the, the Ditka era is such a blur for me. Like <laughs> I remember the quarterbacks. I remember Ricky Williams. I remember Ditka going on SNL saying it, saying that the Saints suck. And that's really about it. That's probably <laughs> for the best. Because if I actually remembered fucking Rob Kelly, I don't know if I could handle it. I don't know. So it's Rob. Rob Kelly will let I'm gonna I'm going to give one vote to Shockey, well, so we'll make this one three. Oh, one you fucker. Because, yeah, I, I never liked Shockey. All right, this one – this one's hard, and I, f- I feel bad for Dave because this is a, this is like this is like the bracket of death, but it's the old school one. But but don't worry, Dave. We we have a. I don't know any of these two guys we, that are coming up. <laughs> Bill Kuharik <laughs> versus Fred Weary, and Andrew Oof. Andrew Girl. wrote a Andrew wrote a terse sentence. He's like Fred Weary, fuck that guy. He's in this bracket. So Andrew, I'll let you start. Fred Weary or Bill Kuharik? Well, Fred Weary has Toy Cook to thank because. The nickname Toast originated from Toy Cook, uh, who was in the Jim Mora era. Uh, Weary, I believe, was another Ditka guy, no? Or maybe he was, he was Hazlitt. <laughs> he was um, Ditka. He was Ditka, okay. But I, I used to call him Toast Weary. And I remember Toy Cook playing as a kid. That dude made way more plays than Fred Weary. Fred <laughs> Weary was much, much worse. It was like Jason David Without the interceptions. <laughs> well, that's a good way to put it. 
That's a good way to put poor Fred. I feel bad for Fred because the only thing I remember from him besides getting burned is he got carted off because he blew out his knee. Yeah, I remember being excited to get him too. He was a a stud at Florida in the yeah. SEC. I remember he gave. I think he had tons of big plays against LSU, but and once and he, he got sh- the he Saints, showed, he was a disaster. He showed promise his first year, but he like never got any better. Yep. Uh, now Billy Koharik, you know, he's oh. the GM, of course, oh. that that uh, approved the Ricky Williams trade, and just in general was probably the worst GM in Saints Rod history. Rod did get to save his own job. Yes. Um, th- this is tough for me, Ralph. I might go last. I, I'm gonna. I'll go, go first. Okay, go go, Kevin. Kuharik. Yeah. <laughs> the come over alone is an affront on humanity. It is, and here's the thing, Kevin. That that with Mickey Loomis, we 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 sort of take it for granted that like, oh, if the Saints say if they don't sign Zach Streif, they'll have a plan, or if they don't sign. Dela Puente, they'll get they'll get Goodwin, or they'll have a, they'll have always have, they always have a plan when they when it doesn't go exactly like they wanted to go. I always felt like with Q Herrick, and I never feel this way with the Saints now. I feel like I knew more about the NFL and other teams' players than Q Herrick did. I really and truly believe that, and he just they Kevin, it never it felt like they never had a plan for anything it was always just like oh my god we got to sign this guy oh we, you know it was it was always just like one panic signing after another nice poorly <laughs> nice uh nice poorly built ship you got there uh bill be ashamed <laughs> if anything happened to him he's working in cleveland now oh are, jesus christ are you shitting me yeah he's the right hand man now in cleveland baby oh my he's god. the right hand man to the gm god. that explains so much it does. It, it explains. How long? How long has he been there? Yeah, he just he just got he just there. Moved there. Oh God, if, uh, Cleveland, you guys, uh, the, the factory of that. the factory of sadness is staying open. <laughs> yep. Indefinitely. I, I mean, it's hard for me, but it's it's got to be Kuharik because he. I'm vote, I'm voting Toast Weary. You're voting Toast Weary. I'm voting Kuharik. Kevin's voting Kuharik. So Dave, so Dave, what are you going to do? Well, I'm gonna. Pick this one the way I pick my regular NCAA bracket, and I'm just going to point. I'm pointing <laughs> at Kuharik. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, th- this one, this, God, this bracket is just fucking loaded. All right. <laughs> the next matchup is Sean Knight Ooh. versus Ugh. Andre Royal. Uh,. Andrew, you want you want to you want to kick this one off? Well, first of all, Andre Royal to me is probably the most despicable human being, not named Darren Sharper, that was on the Saints. Um, and oh, the, oh God, too soon? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm reading the I'm reading the Wikipedia. Oh, yeah. I think the most messed up thing. Well, first of all, Andre Royal almost decapitated. Um, Danny Werfel when he played against him. He sacked him and his helmet turned around. Basically, he was looking out of his ear hole. Um, and uh, Andre Royal was with the Saints for, for – and he got – correct me if I'm wrong. He was arrested a day after signing his contract. Day, day of. The day of. Okay. So, so, you know, obviously, first of all, he's not exactly a, an upstanding member of society. But when he was, once he was released by the Saints – 
he decided to go to Danny Werfel's locker room and put a picture of that hit of Werfel with his helmet turned around um, in his locker just just to intimidate him, I don't know, or, or put fear in him. So um, I, I just thought he was kind of a terrible person. So. Yeah, you didn't mention one of the main things. The Saints, when when they had Dicka, when they had Royal that, that year in training camp, they did a hazing thing where oh, that's right. Andre Royal put a shitload of quarters in a sock and had the rookies run through the hall with a pillowcase on their head and, and beat detached. Their... Uh, he detached Cam Cleland's retina. Yeah, and um, what a chill. <laughs> my wife goes, that's prison style. <laughs> oh, it gets better. Cam Cleland had his retina detached, and he wasn't the worst of it. They had a defensive end, Jeff Danish, I think his name was. <laughs> And he got beat so bad, he got confused and fell through the plate glass door. And if they wouldn't have had a, the balcony, they wouldn't have the railing to stop him, he would have fell two flights. <laughs> and that's that's the God's honest truth. If that would, Kevin, if that would have happened now, what would SportsCenter do? Would they just... Oh, God, they'd... They would have a chopper over this guy's house. They'd have Sal Pal. They'd have Ed Warder reporting from they, – they would have Sal Pal. They'd have Ed Warder. Who the hell else do they have in their employ still? Richie, they, Richie Incognito would be tweeting in judgment. It would be. Dude, I, I mean, dude, Skip Bayless's head might explode they live on television. They just have first take on like eight hours a day. Yeah. They would I, I mean, live I mean, from the Saints training camp. Right, they would they would seriously just give Scott uh, Scott Van Pelt and all the guys at Sports Center the rest of the day off. Just be like, listen, uh, we got Skip, we got uh, we got Stephen A. We've given them a gallon of coffee apiece. We're good for the rest of the day. Dave, if 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 that happened with Canal Street Chronicles, what kind of traffic do you think you could do, and what kind of like GIF slash uh, infographic could you get done? That would get like nine gabillion hits. Oh, I'm sure the guys at SBNation.com would uh, <laughs> would, be, would be hooking me up with some pretty sweet stuff. Um, yeah, that would probably come close. That would probably be like a top five traffic day, the day that that news broke. What would, what, would he, what, would, what would we have called it, though, Andrew? Because you had Bounty Gate. Would you call it like Quarter Gate? Sock gate. Ret- Retina gate. Retina gate. And as bad as Andre Royal is, all these people. Royal beating. <laughs> Royal rumble. Royal club. Oh, oh, boo. <laughs> as Power bombs for everybody. People are like, oh, Andre Royal's going through. But he's facing a higher seed, Sean Knight, who the Saints picked, I think, like. Second overall? Uh, 11th overall in the 87 draft, says Wikipedia. Oh, my God. Like, he was so fucking bad. He only was on the team for one year. Yeah. Damn. He was so bad, the Saints traded him away, and what they got in return is another guy on our list who is one of the top 100 worst NFL players of all time. That's how bad Sean Knight was. He was a white defensive end from BYU. He couldn't play his position. Uh, they, they literally didn't play him, and they, they shipped him off in a trade for another horrendous player. But 
Yeah, they drafted him in the first round, and he he literally couldn't get on the field because the times he did, he was eaten alive. I mean, he he's kind of he's one of the most hated by the older generation. Yeah. Um, I'm talking about you know people in their mid 40s um, or early 50s. They remember Sean Knight, and that that's kind of viewed by a lot of people. Besides maybe Russell Erksleben, who's a who's a one seed in this tournament. Um, Sean Knight's kind of viewed as the worst draft pick in Saints history. You, it doesn't take long to call when you when you're listing the worst draft picks in Saints history. If you don't have Sean Knight in the top four, your list is invalid. Yeah, maybe even like you said, top two. So top two, yeah. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Andre Royal. Dave, who are you gonna go? Wow, it's tough, but I'm gonna go Andre. <sighs> I mean, I'm trying to stick to the on-field stuff. I mean, you know, Andre Royals, all his things seem to be, uh, you know, off the field. So it's the most hated scene ever. So Sean no, is pretty hated. I know, but I mean, I'm gonna go with yeah, I'm gonna go with Sean Knight. Andrew, I'm going Sean Knight too. I mean, it's just his status is isn't isn't the fabric of team history. All right, Kevin, it's up to you. I'm going Andre Royal. Oh, it's two-two. Now what? How do we break ties? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. What, what did we do with the wrestling thing? <clears throat> uh, oh, I have no idea. Shit. <laughs> All right, I uh, guess I mean, you, uh, I guess you, you want you want me to make team. my wife pick? Yeah. Does All she right, know anything? Elizabeth. Yeah. You have to decide. The, the, these two guys' fates are in your hands. Sean Knight or Andre Royal? You have to pick one. I mean, I've never heard of you. Okay. I'll, I'll pick the Royals guy because I don't like that song. Okay. There you go. All right. Scientific. Oh, <laughs> uh, because I don't like that song. <laughs> Solid reasoning. Perfect. It doesn't Andre run Royal. in her blood. Uh, yeah, that was good. All right. This is very scientific, everybody. Call me Queen Bee. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next one is Billy Newsom versus Joe Campbell. Uh, and our, 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 the podcast listeners that of the older generation are fuming right now that Sean Knight didn't get through. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Just because Elizabeth Juge doesn't like Lord. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how these things happen. Oh, man. Um, so we got Billy Newsom versus Joe Campbell. This is two old school 70s picks. Joe Campbell was a defensive end from Maryland that Hank Stram picked who was fucking terrible. But Billy Newsom, when the Saints had Archie Manning, they had the number one pick again in 74, I think. And it was Burt Jones was from LSU. He was the number one quarterback. So the Saints were like, we got Archie Manning, so we don't need a quarterback. So who wants Burt Jones? So they traded it to the Colts. And what they got was Billy Newsom and a third-round pick. Billy Newsom was a backup defensive end for the Colts. This this was told me this was told to me by Buddy D. I don't know if it's true or not, but he kind of swore it was. When the Saints made the trade offer, the Colts had to call them back because they didn't believe what they were offered. <laughs> they thought they were getting punked. That's how bad the trade offer was. 
So, and, and Joel Bushbaum, the old draft analyst for Pro Football Weekly, ranked it the fourth worst trade in NFL history. So, as bad as Joel was the first, I don't remember. I think it was, Ricky I think Williams. it was Herschel Walker. Herschel. But I'm going to go Billy Newsom because that's like, that's like, uh, the Houston Texans trading the number one pick for Javon Clowney's retarded cousin. Jadavion. Jadavion. I'm great with names. I'm great with names. I'm a pro. But I'm going Billy Newsom. So, Kevin, who are you going with? I'm also going with Billy Newsom because, look, this is this is sort of – can't listen. Joe Campbell, shitty as he was for the Saints – he was somehow inducted into the Delaware Sports <laughs> Hall of Fame. Now, I'm not saying I'm not saying Delaware is suddenly a hotbed of uh, of athletic achievement. Probably Hi. isn't letting in Joe Campbell, in but right, but but I don't fucking see Billy Newsom getting into any sports halls of fame anytime soon. So I'm that's why I'm leaning Billy Newsom. Uh, Andrew, I'm going Joe Campbell because the one thing, well, Joe Campbell, first of all, he was picked seventh overall, not 11th like Sean Knight. So he was picked even higher. And this is before my time. But the one thing that um, my dad would tell me about Joe Campbell was that he was picked seventh and he was um, a member of the uh, the uh, all world woeful 1980 squad um, that went one in 15 um, if you'll remember that, I mean, that's one of the worst teams in Saints history. Probably the worst is the 1980 team. And uh, Joe Campbell, as the seventh overall pick, couldn't even make the starting lineup um, on that one in 15 squad, which is one of the worst teams, really one of the worst teams ever in NFL yeah. history. And he couldn't start for them yeah. um, as a seventh pick overall. So he, huge disappointment. I'm going with Joe Campbell. All right. So what was that? What was the vote on that? Was that three to one? Two to one. But Dave, did Dave pick Billy Newsom? I haven't picked anybody yet. Right. I'm kind of, All right. I'm Dave, kind of thinking I'm going to pick ahead. Campbell just so we can get Juju's wife to <laughs> break the tie and, and, and pick Newsom just because she doesn't like Campbell's soup. <laughs> but so I'm wait, not going to do that. I'll, I'll go with I'll go with Billy Newsom. All right. All right. All right. This one, this 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 matchup here. I think has one of the sleeper people. I don't know if they can win the whole thing, but I think they can get to the elite matchup. It's every Jim Haslett linebacker <laughs> versus Ronaldo Turnbull. And, and Dave, I'm going to start with you. But before I do, here I'm going to read the list off of the, the linebackers that Jim Haslett drafted. They had Cedric Hodge, James Allen, C. Grant, Courtney Watson, Kobe Buckwalt, Alfred Fincher, and Andrew wanted to extend it. Every Hazlitt linebacker ever acquired. If you go that route, you can add in Orlando Ruff. Ugh. And you can Darren add Smith. in. And I'm, am I forgetting anybody, Andrew? Darren Smith. Darren Smith, who wasn't that bad, actually. Yeah, I mean, arguably the best one of the bunch was Colby Bockwald, who was a seventh-round pick. Versus Ronaldo Turnbull. Um, Andrew... Right, Kevin, explain Ronaldo Turnbull to the folks listening. <laughs> yeah, I think you just asked the wrong cat to oh. explain that guy. I'm, I'm dead serious. Go with Juge on that. He, 
Juge, explain Ronaldo Turnbull. Well, look, I mean, Ronaldo Turnbull, I think, was hated because he came after the Dome Patrol. And so people were used to Ricky Jackson and Pat Swilling. And so I think there was some expectation that he was going to come in and be that next guy. Um, and he never lived up to that standard. But I never thought he was that bad. He was just hated by Saints fans, I think, because he, it was such a drop off. He, I mean, he did frankly, go to a Pro Bowl. He yeah, did, he, did he did threaten to punch Buddy D in the face, which and, bonus points for that. Bonus points for that. And he also walked off the field into the locker room because he got so mad because they took him out the game when Rick yeah. Venturi was the interim coach. I mean, cool. this, this this for me is a blowout. I mean, yeah. it's not even close. And every Hazlitt linebacker. I mean, if you look at just the Hazlitt tenure, uh, you know, the era of Jim Hazlitt when he was with the Saints. I think you can point back to big, strong, fast defensive players that had zero football IQ as basically the epitome of of why he wasn't successful. Um, and I mean, you know, to Bucky Jones, who we'll discuss later, kind of epitomizes that too. But as, in terms of the linebackers, I mean, he just continually got guys that he believed he could develop. They were fast, they were strong, they couldn't really tackle. They had no no sense of the field. They didn't know how to play football. And I think Hazlitt just always felt like he could transform their skills into something special. And so linebacker after linebacker, we would see these same guys. It would be the same skills with the same um, lacking ability, cogn- cognitive ability. And so, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, every Hazlitt linebacker, I think, has a shot to go all the way. Dave, how can a person like Jim Hazlitt, who went to the Pro Bowl two or three times as a linebacker, not be able to pick even one starting linebacker? I mean, there's a difference between being a good player yourself and and having the ability to coach and and motivate players to to be the same. So, you know, I don't think that I don't think the two have to go hand in hand. And I mean, as far as this bracket, um, this matchup is concerned, uh, you know, like Jude said. You know, every has a linebacker. We, we, we're talking about a list of of ten guys here, twelve <laughs> guys, fifteen guys, whatever. Uh, I mean, that's not certainly one of them was trump. good. Not one. Yeah, not one. I mean, of them. so that that's you know, twelve bad guys certainly has to trump one Ronaldo. Trump, we had to, we had to condense the bracket because literally when Andrew when he first sent it, sixty. I think you had all six of them in, did you not, Andrew? <laughs> Pretty much. And we yeah. were, I was like, dude, you can't you can't have six of any any had Orlando Ruff, I think. Like you can't have seven Hazlitt linebackers, but um, Dave, which I mean, one put, did you put hate? it to you this way? If Ronaldo Turnbull was was one of Hazlitt's linebackers, he would have been the crown jewel. <laughs> he would have been. The crown. <laughs> so is it a clean sweep that every Hazlitt linebacker goes through? Yes. All right. Last first round matchup for the bracket of death: Toy Cook versus Olin Krutz. Um, I'm gonna start this one. It. This one pains me because Olin Krutz, what he did was so fucking shitty, but he never actually played a down for the Saints. Toy Cook played years and years for the Saints and stunk, even though he had a magnificent front seven in front of him. Uh, so it's to me, it's Toy Cook, and it's not even a question. But Dave, you go ahead. You go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Olin Krutz. He, he 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 didn't really hurt us too much. It was disappointing. The Saints signed him. You know, they thought he could just be a plug-and-play center. 
but uh, he just wasn't getting it. He was too old. He was really should have just retired. So, I mean, we definitely got to go with Toy Cook. Uh, Kevin? I will also uh, go with Toy Cook. Andrew? I'm picking Olin Kurtz. I never th- – I mean, Toy Cook was definitely not great, but he, he, he was better than I think Saints fans gave him credit for. He did win a Super um, Bowl. Toy Cook did? Yeah, with San Francisco. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Wow. I forgot about that. Um, Olin, the main thing that gets me about Olin Kurtz is he was elected a team captain. And for him to ditch the team um, after basically getting a vote of confidence from all your peers and – he, he basically left the team um, after they were, t- he was told, Hey, you're going to be the backup center. Now you're, you're not cutting it on the field. So uh, we're making you the backup. And he's like, Oh, that's cool. I think I'll just retire. And in the middle of the season, um, I, I just thought that was said everything you need to know about him as a person. Um, you know, he could have stayed, he could have helped Brian De La Puente develop as a rookie. Um, he could have stayed and, and kind of, you know, at least been a locker room presence. I mean, obviously the guys respected him. He was a captain. Um, so um, I'm voting for him just based on that. I mean, that that still gets under my skin to this day. All right. So let's go to second round. Uh, Heath Schuler, Greg Williams, Dave, uh, thoughts on that? <clears throat> Wait, we're going to the second round now? <clears throat> yeah, we're doing one. We're just doing going to do one whole bracket at a time. Oh, man. Uh, jeez. Again, I mean, I mean, I hate to pick like a huge upset, but well, Greg Williams did bring the Super Bowl. Yeah, see, I mean, I mean, I'm torn here. Again, I'm 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 not totally familiar with Heath Schuler, but I'm torn with Greg Williams because on the one hand, he 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 brought us Bounty Gate and and uh, and put a black mark on on the Saints organization. But at the same time, you know, like we said last time, uh, in the last round, he he did bring the Saints a Super Bowl, and I don't I don't think the Saints make the Super Bowl at all or win the Super Bowl without Greg Williams. So I think he take the good with the bad there. So I guess I'm going to put Heath Schuler through. Andrew, Schuler, Dick, Kevin, Schuler. Yeah, I'm going Schuler too. It's got. I mean, he's Heath Schuler is is. Is you bring up the name and people just go, oh. I mean, so Rob, he'll face Rob Kelly or Bill Kuharik. This one's really, really hard for me because I know Kuharik probably caused more damage over the years, but fuck, I hated Rob Kelly. I, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Rob Kelly. Dave. Ooh, this is a 16 versus 17 matchup. This is close. This is tough. Uh, and they both won three to one in their last in their last game. Um, what did Kuharik do again? He oh, GM'd he the, the Saints into the ground for a decade. Oh God! And what, and what did and what did Rob Kelly do again? <laughs> he played safety. Really, really awful for, for like years? three years. Oh, oh, well, fuck! You gotta go, Kuharik then. Uh, uh, I mean, in, in the grand scheme of things, has Kuharik done more damage than Rob Kelly? Yes, he has. Well, then you, there you go. All right, uh, Andrew. 
This one's easy for me, and I basically Koharik made the decision to draft Rob Kelly, so I'm going with Koharik. Oh, <laughs> oh there's no oh, way. You could take well, Kelly there's your Trump card. Owned. Yeah, <laughs> All right then. So, so Kevin. Koharik. All right. So now we have Andre Royal versus Billy Newsom. I'm going Billy Newsom just because. That when you you're in top five worst trade in NFL history of all time, I mean that that says a lot. So I'll go Billy Newsom, Andrew. Uh, I'm gonna go with Andre Beanbag Royal, <laughs> Dave. Um, I'm gonna go with Newsom just so I can say it will never be Royals. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was terrible. It was fucking terrible. Juge, take the phone to the wife, because I'm going Andre Royal. <laughs> she, she went upstairs, so, Ralph, you're going to have to get your Bengal cat to pick. Uh, <laughs> takes, what it, is that? Is, oh, it's Royals. And, yeah. So, so Andre it's, Royal it is, I guess. Uh, now it's every Hazlitt linebacker versus Toy Cook. Wait, wait, so we're picking Andre Royal? Yes, we are. Okay. So three to two? Yeah. So we got every has it linebacker versus Toy Cook. Um, every Oof. has it linebacker. That was just that was a the the Saints horrible shitty defense under Hazlitt was one of the main contributors to the angst, and the linebackers were a huge chunk of that. So I never hated Toy Cook as much as I hated watching the Saints defense under Jim Hazlitt. So I'm going every Hazlitt linebacker, Dave. Oh, every has a linebacker for sure. Kevin, not even close. Actually, let you let let Juge go ahead of me. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm on board. Has a linebacker. Okay. When you're on the fucking when you are a linebacker as a player, <laughs> right? And then you become and then you ascend to head coach. Like you've been a linebackers coach, then you become a defensive coordinator. Then you finally become a head coach, and then you go – you do so horribly at the end, like actually the last four of your five years or the last five of your six years. You then become a DC, and you're eh. You're an interim head coach, and you're eh. Then they fucking put you as a defensive coordinator in – as like your whole tenure as the <coughs> head coach, you've had so so shitty a, a – a pick, a selection with the position that you're supposed to be an expert in that I will go to my fucking grave saying Jim Hazlitt shouldn't even be allowed to be a position coach (laughs) on a junior varsity team. Okay? This guy should be coaching electric football at best. That is it. That is it. Every Hazlitt. Linebacker. So it's so it's a clean sweep then. Yeah. So now we have the. Every Hazlitt linebacker is looking very strong. It is looking very strong. So now we but have. They're a threat to Heath Schuler. Yeah. This right one's now. tough. Heath Schuler versus Bill Kuharik. And as Andrew pulled out the great trump card, Kuharik is responsible for acquiring Heath Schuler. And as Kevin so eloquently mentioned earlier, the Saints gave up a fifth round pick and a third round pick for Heath Schuler, which. On the scale of atrocious, that's up there. I mean, I don't even know. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make Dave go first. Dave. I mean, if 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 Kuharik is responsible, if if you hate Heath Schuler, and if Heath Schuler was such 
a disaster. He was. Then you have to then you have to choose Kaharik because if he's the man responsible for bringing that entire disaster to New Orleans, then it's, it, it's a no brainer. I mean, I mean, it's just, it's gotta be Kaharik. He, he, it's, it's his fault. Uh, Andrew. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, like, I listen, look, if, if you don't like Brussels sprouts, okay. And you eat, you willingly eat Brussels sprouts. You you can't blame the Brussels sprouts. You you have to, for, and and you don't like them, you know. Then you can't blame the Brussels sprouts for tasting the way they taste. You have to blame yourself because you're the idiot who put them in your mouth. Yeah, but I think this was a case of Billy Coherick loving Brussels sprouts and then eating them. And saying, oh my God, this tastes terrible. <laughs> but I I just still I mean I can't get over Heath Schuler's. I think he had two touchdowns and 15 picks. I mean, I, I think even the people that knew that he would be bad never imagined in their wildest dreams that he would be that bad. I imagined and, it. I knew it. I was yeah. like – that's mean, he, when – Heath Schuler put together really – I mean it, it, it rivals Ryan Leaf for – to me as one of the worst quarterbacking performances in NFL history for a season. I mean it was really that bad. Was, so I think I'm going to go this, Schuler. I mean, there's another argument for why Kuharik should be yeah. picked yeah. over Schuler. If Ralph Malbro knew that Heath Schuler was going to be bad and Kuharik didn't, then how how terrible is Kuharik? Yeah. It, like, Washington was probably, like, high-fiving. They're like, we got a three and a five. Can you believe that shit? <laughs> the, the thing is, I mean, as bad as – Kuharik was responsible as the GM, but – I feel like Mike Ditka had as much to do with the Schuler and Ricky Williams moves as as Yeah, no, no. Ditka did. did. Ditka was like, I love everything that about him. That was his guy. Yeah, that I was love his everything guy. about him. Uh, so, uh, Kevin. Yes. Oh, good. I've been sitting on this. Um, <laughs> here's the deal. <laughs> Phrasing. Um, so, here's the deal. This guy played three years in D.C., he lost his job to who? Gus, Gus Ferrat, right? Ferrat. <laughs> he lost his job to Gus Ferrat. My fraternity brother. Holy shit. Huh. The NFL Network ranks Schuler as the ninth biggest bust in NFL history. Okay? Now, yeah. Like, okay. We can say that... Newsom traded for him. Well, Newsom didn't draft him. You know, like I, I mean, I, I, I don't, I, I, I don't know how that makes sense now, but fuck it. You I'm mean Kaharik? You mean Kaharik, right? Yeah, yeah Kaharik. I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. Kaharik didn't draft him. So I'm, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. He's Schuler. So it's, is it, is it two, it's two, two to one? So who's left to do? Wait, who did you pick, Ralph? I I picked. I haven't picked yet. Oh, okay. So you're, it's it's <laughs> two on Schuler. Who hasn't picked? Oh wait, I haven't picked. I haven't picked yet. Oh man. <sighs> Chris Najol. <laughs> Anytime you get flustered, I'm busting that out. I'm going. Oh fuck. I'm going. I'm going. Q Herrick. It's it just. God. Like. I mean, he's got a wife. 
<laughs> so okay, okay. Here's what we should do. You should tweet out right now. One of you should tweet out who is worse, Heath Schuler or Bill Kaharick. And the first response we get, that's what we go with. All right. That's All right. Hang on. Hang on. Oh well, let me get on Twitter. Okay. So so while we wait for that, as this podcast rumbles on to a minute fifteen long, let's An go. Let's start the minutes. semi. The other semifinal. Uh, Dave and I'll start with how far how far are you gonna take this we're just gonna do this one bracket tonight you're going all the way to the end yes no 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 just I mean we've got two more matchups and then we're done for this we're doing this we're doing we're just more. doing this this part of the bracket this yeah we're just doing yeah yeah this region we're doing this region we're doing this region the region right. of death so we have Andre Royal every has it linebacker every has it every has it linebacker just is just awful and i hate them and that's the pick so dave go ahead oh i'm picking every hesel linebacker as well uh andrew i i can't believe andre royal made it this far yeah i'm <laughs> going i'm going with every hesel linebacker that's your wife's fault yep <laughs> yeah, that's right. he really shouldn't have made it out of the first round <laughs> it's, it's a cinderella story man <laughs> one shine one shining moment he's the He's the uh, he's the mid major that uh, that 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 beat uh, North Carolina coming out of the opening round. Yep. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna go every Hazlitt linebacker. So is that a clean sweep then? That's a clean sweep. So did we get a did response we... on Twitter yet, Kevin? Uh, I have not. I have maybe not. we should have done it. Maybe somebody with more than 30 followers should have asked that question. I've got 300 followers. <laughs> no, actually, Good. I don't have 300. I've got 535 followers. Whoa, baller! Dave, you want to send one out? I'm, I'll, I'll retweet Kevin's. Okay. Okay. Good. I'm gonna retweet that shit. <laughs> yeah, I guess I will too. So, um, all right. So we gotta, we have to, uh, we have to. Wait on this as we as we as we as we wait breathless for a response. Did we talk about current events in this with the Saints? Did we do that already? <laughs> we did do that. It seems like last year. And I apologize to. We have a shit ton of Twitter questions that people did that we aren't going to get to because we're not doing a two two hour podcast. But I but I promise next week we will get to the Twitter questions uh, and we will. Do this bracket. We'll do the next region faster. Um, so uh, I have not got a response. So uh, I'm going to ask my wife, who's worse? Vote Heath Schuler or Bill Kuharik? Kuhar- my wife votes Kuharik. So it's Whoa. what? <laughs> wow. All right. The top overall seed is out. So we have Kuharik versus every Hazlitt linebacker. God. That's I'm gonna go I'm gonna go every Hazlitt linebacker because it's current and people that are young feel the pain. So I'm gonna go every Hazlitt linebacker, but it's a really hard call, Kevin. Yeah. Oh man. God, do I go? Do I go with that or do I? Okay, I tell you what. I'm going. <laughs> okay. I'm going. 
Put that in the intro. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that? Are you are like are you making fun of me or are you? Of you. Yeah. That... <laughs> yeah, that was you. <laughs> is that Not really so... what I sound? I mean, just in that one second, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going every Hazlitt linebacker because the beauty of this is that it's a twofer. Like I get to shit on the linebackers and because it's every Hazlitt linebacker, it's like, well, I'm also getting to shit on Jim Hazlitt. So <laughs> it's a win. All right. Uh, Dave, did you vote already? As I look on Twitter, I did not vote. Go. And, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going with every Hazlitt linebacker. Again, you're talking about 12 shitty guys compared to one. <laughs> Andrew? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I was going to have a hard time with Heath Shuler against uh, the Hazlitt linebackers, but you know, Cedric Hodge, C. Grant, um, James Allen, Courtney Watson, Alfred. Orlando Ruff, Alfred Fincher. I mean, Colby Bachwald. Yeah. Yeah, it's a clean sweep. Man. I, I, at this point, I mean, now that we've done the first region – I feel like this is the heavyweight. I mean, th- this is the team that's kind of come in as a two seed, uh, which they were in this region, and just and and blown everyone the fuck out. Yeah, like I was so proud when I came up with that idea. I was like, every has we're gonna combine all the linebackers. I'm like, that's a dark. That's a yeah. So that's- so now like you know everyone as a two seed coming into the tournament, everyone's like, oh, he Schuler's got this one in the bag. You know, he he's going to the final four for sure. But now that you've seen the, the Hazlitt linebackers kind of tear through the field, everyone's picking them in the final four to win the championship. Yeah. So that's the first bracket. Uh, this podcast is at 90 minutes. We cannot take questions. <laughs> but... <laughs> we can't. <laughs> and the shame of it is we have such awesome questions. We have a question – Involving Rob Ryan and the Illuminati. Just throw a few out there. We'll, All right. Let's do the three-word three, three response for each. All right. Andrew Juge, five seconds. How would the world be different if Rob Ryan was Illuminati? That's from Sports Cajun. <laughs> uh, we would all see God. Kevin? Donuts every Tuesday. <laughs> uh, Dave? Um... That is the new skinny. Oh God, I can't. You know, I don't know. We we we'd know where the Malaysian plane was. <laughs> we know where the. <laughs> and the wind goes to Dave. Kevin, this is from Super Saiyan Saint. Have you received the evil eye from the lady friend yet? I have not. Okay, Andrew, did Rob Ryan the eat a leprechaun? Did <laughs> Andrew did Rob Ryan eat a leprechaun? Next question. Uh, uh, yes Uh, this is from Edward Jenkins Dave, Rob Ryan plus Nola are perfect for each other has there ever been a better Coach City bromance than this Rex Ryan in New York they really love uh, Pete Carroll up there in Seattle don't they Um, has there ever been 9-11 truther um, Check the video. No, I don't think the so. Of dust. You know, I, I, I mean, when, when the Saints signed Rob Ryan, I think we all knew, like, oh man, Rob Ryan is definitely going to have some fun in New Orleans. And I mean, I just think that it has, it, it, 
he has fulfilled every fantasy and expectation that we all had. Uh, and so, uh, honestly, th- th- it could arguably be the best coach-city relationship ever. Um, let's see. Kevin, which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. No, 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 no. No doubt. Um, I'll just get drunk and just wait for it. I'd probably <laughs> put a bullet in my head while they're coming to my door. Um, uh, but, but I, but, but I actually I think, think... The, the zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They'd get his. <laughs> I don't even have a joke. Dave. <laughs> Dave, Dave smells like nougat. Okay, uh, this is a dick move, but I don't care. I'm, I'm a bad guy at wrestling, so I think I would last longer because I think Juge would inevitably, <laughs> I think Juge would inevitably get uh, get slowed down with the wife and kids, and he would and he would have to use a fucking tennis racket to fend off the zombies, and it would fail him eventually. <laughs> and right as he's about to be eaten alive, he'd he'd pull a John McEnroe. And scream, you have got to be kidding me. (laughs) (laughs) You cannot be serious. Yeah, you know I'm in trouble against zombies when my weapon of choice is a tennis racket. Right? And and Kale. (laughs) All right. Uh... (laughs) So, 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 So by default, I last the longest. And by longest, I mean about, you know, 10 days. Uh, this is from Ryan Talent, Andrew. This is an actual football question. How sick were you when you realized the Saints barely got any more for Sproles than Jacks- Jacksonville got for Blaine Gabbert? Ugh, I didn't even think about that. Um, but I was expecting Sproles to be cut, and um, I have some faith in the Saints scouting department to turn a fifth-round pick into some magic. So I- I'm not devastated by it. The real value of Sproles of that trade was the cap space they got from it. And on that note, we end on actual Saints football talk until next week as this 90-minute podcast. For those of you with a long commute in. (laughs) From Baton Rouge! From Baton Rouge. Hey, If you have an hour and a half commute, I feel bad for you. (laughs) If you have an hour and a half commute, just – I'm not going to advocate suicide. You can have a five-minute commute. You can break it off in the middle, and then you can have the 45 commute home, and you can listen to the second half. So there you go. So, so if you work downtown and live on the North Shore, knock yourself out. Exactly. You know, or for that, for that guy that lives in Conroe that donated a dollar this week, Doug. Thanks, Doug. Conroe is about. Do it, Doug. Conroe is about. <laughs> <laughs> Conroe. Well, he's Conroe he's never donating again. 50 minutes away. So he is if he's a Mallrats fan, he's going to donate 10 bucks next time. He is. I'll be you, Doug. Uh, <laughs> go to Canal Street Chronicles and read Dave, uh, unlike I don't do every single day. Uh, go to Saints Nation and read Juge. Uh, he's breaking down safeties and such. Uh, and Kevin is on. Follow me on Twitter. Follow him on Twitter. Um, 
So do that, and for Wait, all. Are you gonna do a pow power ranking for the uh, for the tournament we're doing right now? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh damn. And <laughs> so uh, for all the for all of you, I hope you enjoyed listening to the bracket as much as we enjoyed doing it. So uh, until next week, uh, be safe. So long. <laughs> 90 fucking minutes, dude! 90 minutes! There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.